I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. On this episode, we're diving into two things that hold you back from change, fear and comfort. Stick around until the end, and I'll share an easy-to-use strategy you can use every day in almost any situation to get your brain to start changing any bad habit. I've always been someone who hits snooze several times before I get up. I know the absolute last minute I have to get up to be ready on time, and usually I set my alarm for about 15 minutes early so I can snooze at least once. I am not a morning person, like at all. For years when I was younger, I trained for gymnastics in the morning before school, and I hated every minute of it. Even though gymnastics was my favorite thing in the world at the time, and I was training with my very best friends, you could usually find me in the corner exercising by myself because I just didn't want to talk to anyone in the morning. I remember this one time when I was older, I was working with a personal trainer to kick my butt back into a regular workout routine, and she convinced me to come in early before school for a morning session. I argued with her that I wasn't a morning person, and she kept going on about how surprised I was going to feel after I came in for this morning training and how awesome it would be to have my workout done for the day. Well, by the end of our first morning workout, she casually mentioned that we should maybe go back to after-school meetings. My roommate and I in university had an unofficial rule that we just grunted at each other in passing in the morning because neither of us was a morning person. Not that I don't get up early. For years, I worked all summer at a warehouse where I had to be there at like six in the morning, and I was always on time. It was no problem. And now I have a toddler, so my days definitely start a little bit early. But I've always struggled to get out of bed when my alarm went off. My husband's the type that starts the day jumping out of bed, never snoozes, he's ready to go, and I'm snoozing at least once, usually several times. And I always thought that felt kind of good. It felt nice to roll over, hit snooze, and go back to sleep. Or so I thought. I've been doing a bit more reading on why it's bad to snooze, and I'm going to share with you what I learned. Stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll share a trick that I'm using to get out of bed with my alarm. First, I want to have a chat about why it's so hard to change. There are two things that hold us back from changing any habit, fear and comfort. My story of snoozing for half an hour in the morning is a great example of the power of comfort. Remember, your brain does not like change. It definitely does not like to be uncomfortable. It is way easier and way more comfortable for our brains to stay the way we are, to not change at all. Think about any habit you have, maybe eating a bag of chips for breakfast, ignoring the gym, procrastinating, whatever it is. It's way more comfortable and easier to keep going and keep doing the things you're doing. Am I right? It's 
it's way more comfortable for our brains to eat chips in the morning rather than to get up early to make a healthy breakfast. It's a million times more comfortable to sit on the couch rather than go to the gym. It's much more comfortable to procrastinate getting back to that email you really don't want to deal with rather than just dealing with it. Our brains love to be comfortable. And the most comfortable place they can ever be is exactly where they are, stuck in these old habits. It's so much more comfortable to stay in bed and hide where it's warm under the covers. Or is it? This idea that it's more comfortable to stay the same with your normal bad habits is actually a trick that your brain is trying to tell you. I told you I've been studying snoozing your alarm, right? I'm all about sleep habits. You know that. Sleep habits, sleep routines have been something I've always been interested in because sleep plays such an important role in our mental and physical health. I did a whole podcast episode a while ago about the importance of sleep. Check out episode seven if you want to learn more ways to get a better night's sleep. I know how important sleep is to us. I know the value of having a good bedtime routine, making sure that we're getting our brains set for sleep, getting our brains into relaxation mode, going to bed at the same time, having no distractions in the room. All these things are so important. I know that a good night's sleep is going to make me feel happier. It's going to be healthier for my body. I'm rejuvenating my mind and my body while I sleep. And people who sleep for healthy amounts of time, are much more effective, much more productive, and much happier day to day. So I know all this. I know how important it is to get a good night's sleep, and I thought I knew that I was doing the right things to help with my sleep. Like I said, I've always been focused on my nighttime sleep routine, making sure I go to bed at the same time, making sure I get my brain into that routine of getting ready for bed, calming down, reading a relaxing book, getting my brain set to sleep. What I hadn't really thought about was how my morning routine might impact my sleep until more recently. I've always had a morning routine too. It helps me to get going. I get up, I brush my teeth, I get dressed. I have the same breakfast every day. It's Cheerios. I have my coffee. Always the same morning routine to get my brain into work mode. But I never really thought about how the very first thing that I'm doing in the morning, snoozing my alarm, could be really impacting my day. I actually started thinking about this a while ago when I was reading all things Hillary Clinton's book, and she talked about how she's a repetitive snoozer just like me. But what caught my attention was that she mentioned she'd been reading some research about how this is actually a bad thing, how snoozing might not be good for our brains. So this got me interested. How could this be impacting my own health? I actually kind of forgot about this, to be honest, until recently when it came up again in another book that I was reading by speaker and author Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. So I thought, okay, I've read this twice by two women who are leaders in their field, win the past year, I better start taking this seriously. Here's the deal with snoozing your alarm. Basically, when your alarm goes off, it snaps you out of your sleep cycle. It wakes you up. It's meant to get you going. Yeah, that sucks. We all hate when our alarm goes off. It's uncomfortable to get snapped out of sleep. And it feels like it should be better to go back to sleep, but not necessarily. What can happen if you hit snooze and I go back to sleep is that my brain starts to get into another sleep cycle, which can last for an hour and a half to two hours. That's how long our brain needs to get through these sleep cycles and to feel restored. So when my alarm goes off again, 10 minutes later, my brain has just started that new sleep cycle. So I wake up even groggier. 
It's like I'm being jarred out of sleep again for the second time. It's even harder to get out of bed. Studies have been done that have shown energy and productivity of those who snooze and those who don't, and there is a difference. That snooze effect, that effect of hitting your alarm, snoozing, rolling over, going back to sleep for just 10 more minutes can last hours into your day. And really, it can impact those most productive hours of your day, which we know are those hours first thing in the morning. We know that we get the most done, our brains are the most efficient and the most productive in those first few hours after we wake up. So if I'm depleting those resources right away, just by hitting snooze and sending my brain back into that sleep cycle, you can see how I'm going to be less productive. It might seem like these habits are more comfortable for your brain right now. Snoozing feels way better in the moment than actually rolling over and getting out of bed. But like most habits, long-term, it's really not a good plan. And like I said, even in the short term, the research shows that snoozing might be bad for our health, happiness, and productivity. It's easy to see then how your brain can trick you into thinking that something that you're doing is comfortable. Really, the only reason it's comfortable is because it's the same. It requires no change, and our brains love that. These habits aren't comfortable because they're good for you. They're only comfortable because they require less work for your brain. Remember, your brain does not want you to change. That's the first thing that holds you back from success. If you're wanting to change to any new or healthy habit, our brain's desire for comfort and to not change anything is something we need to overcome. The second thing that holds you back from change is fear. More specifically, the fear of the unknown. Right now, your brain is saying, well, what's happening in our life right now isn't great, but it's better the devil you know. Change is a risk. What if you change and things are worse? That's the way your brain is thinking. Yeah, it sucks to be out of shape, but what if I start going to the gym and I hurt myself? Or people make fun of me? Or I feel like an idiot because I don't know what I'm doing? Or I work super hard for a month and it doesn't work? I don't see any changes. Your brain is excellent at coming up with these worst case scenarios. And that's what drives this fear of change. Here's another example. Procrastination. Yes, I know I need to respond to that email from work about this project, but what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if someone gets mad at me? Or what if my idea for a new project doesn't work and everyone laughs? Part of the reasons our brains hate change is because they fear what they don't know. It's more comfortable, again, to stay where things are. It's a risk to change. And with that risk comes uncertainty, and our brains do not like that. It's so much easier to stay the same and not have to risk that uncertainty for your brain. Think of your brain's default as lazy. Your brain uses a ton of resources, 20% of your energy, actually. That means our brains want to be as efficient as possible. They want to use those resources sparingly. Makes sense, right? This means we end up getting into routines, habits, both mental habits and physical habits that we do all the time. These habits save our brain's energy. If I know that I get up and I brush my teeth every day, it's not something my brain has to put a ton of work into because it just does it automatically. It's a habit. Some of these habits are great, like getting up and brushing your teeth, and they make our life way easier. Unfortunately, many of our habits can hold us back. It takes work, energy, and a little bit of courage to change our brain's pattern. 
Remember, your brain is lazy by default. It wants to stay as comfortable as possible. It's scared of change. It wants to stay right where it is. What you need to do is snap your brain out of this desire for comfort and this desire to avoid the fear of uncertainty, the fear of the unknown. Here's one way to do that. I learned it from Mel Robbins in her book that I mentioned earlier. It's called The Five-Second Rule, just like the title of her book. I'm using the strategy right now with my goal of getting out of bed without snoozing this month. So what happens is the alarm goes off, I hit the button to turn it off, then I count backwards in my mind. Five, four, three, two, one, go. That go means I need to sit up and get out of bed. This is the basis of the five-second rule. Pretty simple, right? All you have to do is count backwards in your head, five, four, three, two, one, then do something. The benefits of the strategy are, is it something that I'm actively doing? It's a strategy that will snap my brain out of that tendency to fall back into habits. And I'm not relying solely on willpower because we know that willpower alone is not enough. We need to do something to move our brains. We need to do something to move us out of these habits. Five, four, three, two, one, go is a prompt for your brain. It's a ritual. It's something that will engage you, activate you to move. Will snap your brain out of that comfort and fear. You might be surprised how just a small change, like getting out of bed with your alarm, can change the course of your day, your health, your happiness, and your success. It all starts with pushing past your brain's resistance to change. I'm a huge fan of this five-second rule by Mel Robbins, and I'm actually going to do a whole podcast episode about this book next week. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bold Life Podcast so you never miss an episode. If you want to learn more of my favorite strategies for changing habits, snag my free workbook, How to Change Any Habit. Head on over to my website, drnicolebyers.com forward slash habits to download your free copy. All right, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about two reasons that you just can't change your habits, comfort and fear. And really what it comes down to is our brains are resistant to change. They want to stay comfortable where they are, and they're scared of the unknown. What we need to do is actively and with purpose start to push past this brain's resistance. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 